Generation Radio with Kendall Moore, WVON, AM 1690. Let's talk about it. Come on. New Generation. Kendall Moore Talk Radio, WVON, AM 1690. Streaming live from the web, WVON.com. Let's talk about it. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Kendall Moore Show. Want to say hello, hello, hello to Chicago land and those who are joining me as we stream live at www.von.com, as well as, of course, we're a part of the iHeartRadio family. Uh, what a Friday. It is a very somber Friday for me, as you can hear in my voice. What is today? Let me look that up real quick. Oh, it's September 13th. Big shout to those folks um, from a couple of days ago. I just want to say uh, a terrific job. WVON did a terrific job in commemorating uh, the lives of those those who lost their lives uh, in 9-11. The stories that were shared on our social media platforms, uh, the radio hosts who did a terrific job in getting folks in and commemorating and remembering those who lost their lives uh, aimlessly, uh, you know, during, uh, 9-11. And I can remember where I was, uh, I was in, I still, I worked for the Chicago Department of Public Health at the time. And I was actually on my way out to the United States Conference on AIDS, USCA, uh, that year. And I was sitting on the bed, I was getting dressed because I was headed to drop my children off, uh, to the babysitter because we were, I was on my way out of town. And as I was watching the news, I saw one of the planes go into the building, and I couldn't believe what I saw, so I was like, wait a minute, what? And I turned the television up because, I, as I'm, you know, I typically don't turn the, the, the news up to listen to it. I kind of watch it, and that's just something. And as I was turning it up, the second plane runs into the building, and I just could not believe it. <clears throat> I mean, I was just like, wow. I mean, this was – it wasn't a rerun. It wasn't I, – I, and my mouth I, – I just stood frozen – uh, I was just froze right there and just could not believe it and just instantly just sat down and was like, oh, my God, what is what just happened? Needless to say, all the flights were canceled. I didn't go, you know, I couldn't fly out. So all of that, uh, you know, got canceled, et cetera. But, you know, it will it, it left um, it left an impression in my uh, in, in my head that I will never, ever forget. Like there's just certain things that people will never, ever forget in their lifetime. And watching and experiencing 
two planes flying into Twin Towers live on television was one of mine. Um, so, again, condolences. Great job, WVON. Always doing big things here. Uh, also, big shout, Melody Span Cooper. Saw her all over social media. Has a new book out. Folks, you better make sure that you cop that. I want to say big shout to the boss lady doing boss things. Make sure you check that out. I'm going to put it on my page to make sure that we are supporting our uh, CEO around here. Uh, and, and getting young ladies out there who are trying to boss up and those who are in sales, make sure that you guys have the blueprint to being successful in your lives. In the meantime, of course, I got to say hello to the one and only, the beautiful Robin Lewis. Well, hey. hello, hello, hello. Robin, you know... I need to have more days on WVON so I can come and see you. Oh. <laughs> I'm jealous of Art Chat Daddy Sims because You're Art funny. gets to talk to you every, every day. Every night. Yes, and he's has my made radio you, husband. And has made you an integral part of his programming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I, I'm, I'm saying it and I'm putting it on the record right now. Art, I am jealous that you have <laughs> Robin Lewis. Robin, Aww. a lot of folks don't You're know. Sweet. A lot of people don't know, right? I, when Mark Aguirre, when I was interviewing Mark Aguirre mm-hmm. and you walked past, he was like, Kendall, is that – I listen to her voice and see her – I listen to her all the time. <laughs> People don't know that that happens to you when we're off the air. Yeah. When you're walking back and forth and doing yeah. all that. Nonetheless, Robin, I'm rambling and rambling. That's how you, okay. How you okay. doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm doing good. It's Friday. Yeah. Bring your spirits up. Bring yes. Bring your spirits up. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, tell me one great thing that took place with you this week. Oh, wow. Uh, it's hard to even think. I'm sitting here dealing with news stories as we speak, so yeah. I don't even know. Well, you know what you hear. Well, I'm here, you know what? <laughs> Woke up this morning. We're all healthy. Uh, there it is. That's that's all I can ask for. All right, Robin Lewis, you have a terrific, beautiful, safe weekend. All right. You too. Thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. Brother Jed, what did it be? What's good, brother? Good hey, to see you another Friday. Hey, man, good to see you as well. Hey, brother Jared, uh, talking to Matt prior to Matt getting up out of here, me, you, and Matt, we were sitting there uh, talking and running our mouths. Football season is upon us. Of course, the football classic is happening, but Matt was talking about the Chicago Bears. And, uh, you, you know, just real quick, I agree with Matt. If the Bears do not win tomorrow, it's going to be really difficult for them to recover from that. What, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, I do agree starting the season 0-2. You know, it's only been about two or three teams that go and make the playoffs and actually do something after that, after 0-2 or 0-3 start. But I think, you know, we're going to win. You know, their offense ain't too much to worry about, so I feel like our defense is going to do its thing. It's just about if we're going to throw game-winning touchdowns or game-losing interceptions. And that's, you know, that's the name of the game hey. right now. But I think the, the Bears lost game one last year, finished 12-4. and four. Yeah, and they lost to the same team. And they lost to they they lost to the same team. All right, hey Jared, always appreciate you, man. Technically producing this show, man. Love the energy, love the vibes. Looking forward to the next uh, three hours or two hours and a few minutes uh, after this. So let's have a great show tonight, bro. Yes, sir. Let's do it. I appreciate it, folks. We have I have a tremendous show in store for you. I'm going to begin tonight with the Chicago Southside Film Festival team. They're already in the building. They're going to be live here at WVON. Looking very forward to uh, interviewing them and providing information to all of you. Uh, A lot of work goes into filmmaking, uh, and I'm just excited, especially when it comes to black uh, folks being involved with black projects. There's a lot going on here in the city of Chicago. So looking forward to that. I have two lit roundtables that are going to take place this evening. We have a lot of ground to cover 
uh, getting you from your work week to your weekend. I mean, uh, man, another brother being accused of rape. You got Kanye West being cussed out about the ugly shoes that he has. You got, you know, you got Reverend Finney, uh, uh, Leon showing out. You know I ain't going to uh, get out of this show without talking about him. So make sure that you keep it locked here. Of course, it's the Kendall Moore Show Friday nights. They just haven't been the same since I've been back. Let's go. Kendall Moore will be right back on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Yeah, you know, that's Tupac that's playing right now. And let me let me tell you why Tupac is playing during the 6 o'clock album on the Kendall Moore Show. For all you old people, this is the day that uh, Tupac was murdered. And I'm actually rocking the Tupac shirt because I love to show love to our brothers and sisters out here who have made an imprint. Uh, on the lives of other African-Americans. Like, mad love and mad shout to my brother Tupac out there. So, uh, Jared, man, good pick on the bid to, to, to come back and forth with. Man, I, I, I salute you for that. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, make sure that you uh, check out the history of Tupac. There really is. There's a whole, like, I don't even know the right word to use, but uh, UCLA and uh, USC have even done classes. I'm not sure um, what's been done here, specifically in the city of Chicago. But... Uh, Relative to Tupac and the work and what he has done, the imprint that he has made, certainly was one of my inspirations. And I can recall getting into an argument with one of the callers uh, on the previous show because I, 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 you know, I put Tupac up there with like Marcus Garvey and somebody. And then the caller called like, "What the hell you mean you gonna put Tupac in the same?" I was like, "Tupac was my Marcus Garvey. Like, can I have that? Can can I have that? And, you know, for some of us." that's what we have in the in the current time. So, uh, Tupac, rest in, rest in peace, Tupac. All right, I'm off my Tupac soapbox. Soap I know people are like, what's wrong with Kendall? He thought this Tupac day, right? <laughs> All right, in the meantime, folks, I have the privilege of having uh, some of my favorite people here in the building. Uh, my soror, matter of fact, I want to say big shout to you, Michelle. I'm glad that you are back. Uh, Michelle Kennedy, from the Chicago Southside Film Festival. Uh, she's in the building. And, of course, she has an entire team with the Lex. I, Lex is in the building. Lex, I remember you from the last time. I certainly want to welcome you uh, in. Lauren is in the building. Brother David, I know we're going to put it all together, but I at least wanted to let you guys know that they are here. The third annual Southside Film Festival to celebrate Southside on films. And this, make sure that you keep these dates, September 27th, to October 6th, and it's going to bring back the celebration of Southside of Chicago on films, diverse films that will bring together film gourds and filmmakers at venues on Chicago's Southside, September 27th to October 6th. It's going to kick off Friday, September 27th, and it's going to be a tribute to 35 years of house music by filmmaker Jesse Saunders. 
So with that, and with so much more that I could talk about, I want to hush up and let Michelle get to the microphone, my server, because she knows what she's talking. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Brad. Good to see you. Hey, welcome. Thank welcome. Thank you for having us. It's great to be back. You, you you had us in last year. We had a great time talking about year two of the festival. Right. And you were there. You hosted a screening at the festival of the 30-year anniversary of... Back to America. To we, America. I'm sorry, coming, coming to, to coming to America. We had a great time. And now part two is coming out. <laughs> and now part two is coming back. So they know. They saw <laughs> they, us. They, they saw us. They, they did. They saw us. They said, yeah, you know, there's a fan base. This year, we're doing something really interesting. We're going to celebrate 35-year anniversaries of two very interesting phenomena that revolve around music. Okay, so the first thing that we're going to do, we're going to open up the festival, as you said, the night of September 27th, with a tribute to 35 years of house music. Mm, what does that mean? Love it. That means that 35 years ago, Jesse Saunders, who most of us know as one of the esteemed chosen few DJ Collective members, he got his little money together. He and his friends <laughs> put some, literally put some money together. Vince Lawrence, who got who got his money from a legal settlement, okay, right? Because he because he got into uh, well, we won't get into it, but somebody got some money, okay, got you. And and he and Jesse went and made a record. It was called On and On. They did it at what Chicago Tracks, and it literally was the first ever house music record made. Now, prior to that, they would take old cuts, you know, disco, soul, what have you. Um, Frankie Knuckles and all of those guys, right? Yeah, right. Back out Literally, New York, and I remember. I remember. I know the story. Yes. I'm very, but go yes. ahead. Yes. So, the, so everybody was sort of synthesizing all of these records that I guess were labeled disco, label pop, what have you. But Jesse created the first actual bespoke house music record 35 years mm. ago, and so we're here to celebrate that and to to pay tribute to him because you know it takes a lot of um, sort of like confidence mm -hmm. um, to be 22, 23 years old and say, I'm going to go make a record. You know what? You are absolutely correct. And, and Michelle, you've combined so much. One, yes. of Chicago history and then of uh, black excellence, yes. for a lack of a better it term. It is. And it's so just appropriate at the time. Yes. Tremendous, uh, the House Music Festival that takes place here in the city of Chicago. I think they celebrated uh, so many years this year. Well, this year was year 29, so, so 29, next year so is year 30. 30. Okay, right, so, gotcha. we're, so we're coming up on these, these monumental years that give testament to the popularity of this music. I mean... How do you keep something going for 30 years? And especially if you start in your 20s. Think about you having to continue being 22 years old and saying, I'm going to put the time and, and resources into something and just keep it going for 30 years old. It takes a lot of maturity and it takes a lot of confidence. And I think that people in Chicago should recognize how long this has been going on, right? It's, it's, a, this, it's a long time. That's three decades. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Think of all the styles of music that mm -hmm. have come and gone. You have five different styles of hip-hop. R&B changes every five years. But people from the South Side still want to go hear these DJs play this particular type of music. And 30,000, 40,000 of us are willing to pay money and go and hear it. So that says a lot about the South Side. I think it's absolute <laughs> genius yes. because this is the first time that I literally, I'm like, wait a minute. There is a, a, a film about Chicago and house music. Yes. Literally a film. This is mm -hmm. the first that I'm made aware of. If there are any other others that are out there or in similar, you know, that's that. Mm -hmm. But specific to the Chicago 
And everything else that's connected to it, as far as the genres are concerned, as far as the generations are concerned, yeah. it's phenomenal. I, and I agree. It's it a is, big deal. It's so phenomenal. it's like, you know, and, 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 you know, I'm not going to give my age, but a lot of the people who, you know, were the pioneers, they're, they're not 22 anymore. They're in their, you know, their 40s and 50s. And so now we're at the point where we can look back and appreciate it from a historical perspective mm -hmm. and compare it to other movements in music that were happening in different places. We're going to talk about that later. Okay. So, again, so we're going to start off with our tribute. Now, that tribute is going to include a dance party. It's going to include, include, include some incredible live performances by the people who were singing, you know, French Kiss and on and on back in the day. They're going to come and get behind a microphone. Uh, Lil Lewis coming. Is Lil, Lil Lewis, you said French. Was Lil Lewis, was he responsible for French Kiss? He was the, he was the producer, but the actual singer who sang on the record is going to visit us ah. and perform it, um, right? So that's how we're going to start it. But then the last movie that we're going to play also revolves around house music, and it's called The Debauchery Ball, and we have the filmmaker here. So we're starting with house. We're starting with 35 years of house, right? Mm -hmm. And then the last movie that we're going to play is sort of taking a look at house and where it is today. And what it means, you know, in terms of a sense of community for people and how much it's appreciated, how much it's evolved, what it means to people. So we're really, really, really trying to get house music, I guess, you know, it's, it's there to dance. But let's get it, you know, let's take a step back and really analyze it, put it into perspective in the culture and get it on the big screen and enjoy it. He's hot. He's mannish. But it gets no realer than him, Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Oh, yeah. Round and round, round they go. I get around. Still clown with the underground when we come around. Round and round, round they go. Stronger than ever. All right, welcome back, folks. It's the Kendall Moore Show. 312-374-8130. That is the number to connect. Of course, Tupac is playing, and my computer is playing out loud as well. So give me one second. Apologize about that. All right, welcome back. Yep, Tupac. To the world blow up. You guys already know how it goes. All right. All right. My social media handle, the Facebook is at the Kendall D. Moore Show. And on Instagram, it's at the Kendall Moore Show. In the meantime, Michelle Kennedy, the Chicago Southside Film Festival, third annual. They yeah. are in the building. Certainly appreciate you guys, you know, the work that you're doing in the community. And they're there are layers to it, right? Mm -hmm. And so the layers are not just the creativity. Uh, the layers are not just uh, the ingenuity, the black excellence. There are jobs. We are raising up an entire mm -hmm. community. There, There is no one who can tell our story, your stories, better than you can. I'm excited for film filmmakers at this current moment. The reason for it is because just 10 years ago, I mean literally 10 years ago, I think that there were only like three or four that you really even knew of who mm -hmm. could be supported uh, and, and really had the proudness to uh, approach a studio to, to, to develop a film. Mm -hmm. I can go on and on and on, but the people, they're not listening to my show to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me turn it over to Brother David Weathersby. Uh, David, uh, from what Michelle told me, you are the director of the Debauchery Ball. 
Brother, welcome to tonight's program, and let's Thank talk you. a little Thank bit you. about that. First of all, uh, triple time salute you, man. As a director, don't ever forget me when you, you know, because, <laughs> hey, I just, if you get something that you can slide me in and I can, man, slide me in. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> let's get that on. All right, man. Well, anyway, welcome to the show, man. Talk Thank to you. us. Thank I, you. We Thank certainly you. appreciate you having you here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure. Um, it's my first time in um, Chicago. Um, Southside Film Festival, and it's a tremendous honor. I've always just had a lot of respect for the festival from its from its first days. It's been a you know goal of mine to to be in the Chicago South um, Southside Film Festival. So this is a true honor, and I am very excited about you know presenting this film in, in the festival. Uh, talk to us about the film a little bit. So because I, I know there's this whole theme about there is uh, it's house music versus hip hop. We'll talk a little bit about that in a second, but. Your movie specifically, The Debauchery Ball, what, what what are we looking at here? Okay, The Debauchery Ball is a story of a, of a house music party that was going on now 15 years. It combines not only house music, but Afrofuturism, body positivity, sexuality, mm. BDSM, um, just black sexual freedom, community, art, all these things are wrapped into this one party wow. that's become this kind of um, um, just shining example of of freedom and culture and sexual and basically what I call mature, black uh, mature sexuality. Okay. A lot of times, and the reason why I want to do this is a lot of times how we're portrayed sexually, it's, it's either one of two extremes. It's either gratuitous or it's kind of asexual. And I want to show that we have a community that can be mature about it, that can, you know, have that expression, can, can you know, be free and open up and still be, and still be mature, still be mature about it. And it's beautiful. Mm. And, it's, and it's, it's just every aspect of it. I'm looking very forward to it. I, I work in uh, certain pockets. I work in infectious diseases for the folks who follow my show. I've, mm -hmm. I've worked for the public health uh, in the HIV-AIDS section forever. I'm now working for another agency, the uh, AIDS Healthcare Foundation. The reason that I even say that is because I'm familiar with the ball scene, the balls where uh, the, there's a whole house of uh, the, there's a ball scene yeah. with individuals mm -hmm. who express themselves in many different aspects that a lot of people in the rest of the country, either they don't even know about, they don't understand or they don't get it. And so to hear about you, what you have created, one, I'm looking very forward to seeing it, but I could only imagine, like to bring that to life, to share with other people who don't understand that that form of expression, man. Like again, without hyperbole, I think it's genius. Mm -hmm. Yeah, th this was the brainchild of a guy you probably know, Kahari B. Yeah, uh, Kahari disco B. Poet. Disco poet Kahari B. To start off as his birthday party, and it just kind of developed. He's you know. He started off by saying, you know, I want, one year I want everybody to become black and scandalous. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it became this, you know, it just kept evolving into this thing that it was um, people, put, they, were, they were putting creativity. It wasn't just, you know, the sexual sure, aspect sure. and the sexy element. It was There was creativity in how they put forth their outfits and how they were presenting themselves. I think one of the best lines in the film that kind of describes it is uh, – one of the subjects I interviewed, she says, "You you come out in public 
to develop your private self. Mm. And that, to me, kind of is, is really profound to what, what debauchery ball is. You have people who are, who are you know, you know, Naked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's 2019. It's okay to say it. You can say it. Yeah. Right. yeah. And, and all part in between, but it's it's a sense of community. There's such everyone's know each other, and because they because they there, there's such an emphasis on protection and safety, and that's the reason why it's like you don't know about the locations until the day of, and. Everybody is, is yeah. they go about they yeah, go about themselves part. of protecting everybody, so you can have that comfort, so you can have that that um, space to kind of develop who you are, so that, that you take out, that you take with you to the rest of the world, and it, and it, it's really. Um, I started off as a videographer just covering it. And then one day I was just editing some footage and I said, this is beautiful. Mm. Yes. Gotcha. This, this, gotcha. This is something, it's, this is something that you don't see. And it's, 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 a, it's a side of us that is kind of either is, is ignored. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and it, it needs to be shown. And you know, the other part of everybody's not invited. I'm going to be real clear about that because it's not, because it's not for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's all set to house music, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing about it. it's a it's a totally house set. It's it's all a hundred percent house music. Like I said, it was, it was the start of his Cardi B's um, birthday party. The head DJ, DJ Big Will, Big Will Dunn, uh, does the sounds. Him and Craig Alexander, and yeah, it's all house, and it's all like in the documentary we talk about how important the history of house was in the development of this. You know, of you know. Big Will comes out of the music box and the Ron Hardy mm. day and how that sound influenced yeah, him yeah. and how that translates into it. Because, and I've noticed that, you know, you go to Chosen Few, house is so universal that depending on where you are, that's the kind of, I know people, that's that's the kind of house they have depending on where they were. Sure, you know? sure. Like if you're a warehouse person, you like the, a warehouse, warehouse sound. Yeah. If you're yes. a music box person, you have sound. And I've noticed that you... There is a debauch to me. This is my opinion. There is a debauchery sound. Oh yeah, because of the DJs, you know, because of Craig Alexander, because of Big Will uh, and all the guest DJs. We've had, you know, Gene Hunt come through, Ray Chardonnay, Big Gene, or, or just clowning, all, right, right. Yeah, that's my man. And it was just, I just wanted to document um, what goes into it, this, you know, that they have to put this on, but also what it means to the people that are there. Hmm. That it creates that it creates this community, and that ironically, having friends and people around you, you know, almost completely undressed, actually, <laughs> it actually creates a comfort level. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen people, debauchery people interact outside of the ball, and it's not it's it's even more communal. <laughs> because of the debauchery wall, and it goes back to something that you originally stated. I can't, I, I, I don't want to butcher it, but you, you your opening line here tonight, you kind of summed up where where I'm, where I was headed. What I was, what I can't say that because I, I don't remember. But uh, the debauchery ball, ladies and gentlemen, we want to make sure. And what date is that being shown here in the film festival? So we can, so because uh, people now you got everybody at the at their radios like. 
Okay. So, so what date is that movie? So what date is that movie so showing? So you can go to <laughs> southsidefilmfest.org and buy your tickets to Debauchery Ball. It's going to be played at noon on Sunday, October 6th at Studio Movie Grill on 87th near the Dan Ryan. That's our home. Okay, gotcha. Um, it used to be Ice Cinemas, Ice Movies, whatever. It's sort of next to the Home Depot. You get off the Dan Ryan on 87th. Make a right, head west, and then you make that first right. So we're going to be there with David. Um, he's going to have a lot of his. He's. I know Kari's going to be there. Yeah. Um, we're going to give you, I think, a dozen VIP passes. So we really, really want to bring out everybody. I hope I'm in town. If I'm in town, I need to be there, yes. like for real. Like yeah. we, like we really, really want to honor that sense of community and mm-hmm. sense of history, and really, really have like a very robust and engaging discussion after the film. It's not just going to be a movie. It's going to be a talk about what that ball means. It's one of the things that, uh, and one of the things that Kahari said, like that I think really sums it up. And the reason why, he, like you, you know, allowed me to do, do his documentaries. He said I wanted. He said I wanted the people to be there to see how beautiful you are. He said I wanted you guys to fall in love with yourselves, mm. and that's how he described it. And that's exactly how I feel it too. Is, is just you fall in love to the point where you that when you fall in love with something, you protect it. Right. You cherish it. Right. You don't take it for granted and everything. And so that's what I kind of would do with, with this doc and, and all documentaries do. I want, uh, you know, to, you know, to flat out steal the <laughs> comment from Kahari to just help us just fall in love with ourselves. Understood. And that's what, and, 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 and I think he summed up what this film is about. Right, with that comment. Well, we're definitely looking very forward to it. Certainly appreciate you stopping by. Make sure. All right, I got a couple minutes, but we'll have to take a break before we get to uh, before we get to Lauren. But um, Michelle, so uh, that's one film. How many films are you showing this year? We are showing fifteen films this year. We're going to do eight short film, nine short films, all of them on Saturday the fifth. Then we've got the debauchery ball on Sunday the sixth. We're playing a very. We're going to show. We're going to do uh, the the true story, the the, the real story hip hop uh, with Jesse Saunders on the twenty seventh. Um, we're doing a science fiction film, Mirrors, on the twenty eighth, and then we're doing a documentary called Cooked Survival by Zip Code on the twenty ninth. If you go to the website or social yeah. media, it's all there. So we've got documentaries, short films, a lot, and also um, on. So I talked about two parallel musical anniversaries that we're celebrating. So as we celebrate 35 years of house music, we're also celebrating 35 years of hip-hop music. We are doing a red carpet 35th anniversary screening of Beach Street. Mm. We're bringing and it I back. Break dance, bring your members only jacket, you know what I'm saying? Starter big, jackets. Big, whatever yeah. whatever you were it. whatever you were wearing in eighty four, oh, pull it out, bring it out. So we're just celebrating black music. You, you know what you're showing out this year. I gotta take a <laughs> hey, hey folks, I gotta take a break. Our last look at uh, weather traffic in the news with my girl Robin and then we'll be right back. It's the Kendall Moore Show. He's the new kid on the block. He's got the weekends on lock. Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Alright guys, welcome back. 
All right, man. So as we get ready to uh, wrap up, uh, let me turn it over to uh, Sister Lauren. Sister Lauren is also a part of uh, this entire uh, fantastic event that is taking place beginning September 27th here in the city of Chicago, on the city south side of Chicago. And we are showing films and talking about black people and doing all these fantastic things. Sister Lauren, how are you? I am doing well and happy to be here. Oh, well, we're glad to have you. So from, from your perspective, what talk to me. What are you in charge of? What role are you playing with this whole thing? Well, number one, I just really want to thank Michelle Kennedy for her vision in creating a Chicago South Side Film Festival. In that order. Yes. So many great things have happened on the South Side yep. that people do not celebrate. Yep. Mm. And mm. to have this there, for people to understand that they're great filmmakers who are coming out of the South Side yes, and doing yes. great things, and people are featuring the South Side, and you need to be a part of it more than just the Empire set and more than just some of these things that are television related, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, taking David's vision. And by the way, let me just say, I saw the debauchery ball. He says some of those things were beautiful and he saw some of what he was doing. His vision is beautiful. When you see the film, it is beautifully shot. It is so well done that it's breathtaking. So you are really an amazing filmmaker. I can't wait to Thank see <laughs> everything that you do in the, in the future. Uh, but so I am. I represent. I'm the chief archivist at the Modern Dance Music Research and Archiving Foundation. Oh gosh, we man. preserve and celebrate the history of house music, and we're the only one of its I kind it. in the United States. So we have a repository in Evanston, Illinois, Shorefront Legacy Center, and we basically get together with every single house music person, whether they were the bouncer, the dancers. We don't care what you did to move the music and the movement forward. We want to collect your history, whether it's physical or oral. We want to talk to you about Mm -hmm, that. mm -hmm. And so, thank God, Jesse Saunders creates the House Music Awards and says, you know what, I want to team up with the Modern Dance Music Research and Archiving Foundation to celebrate some of these fantastic people who you all are celebrating. Mm. So we have a phenomenal lineup of, first of all, the the event that Jesse is producing brings in phenomenal singers, DJs, including Lori Branch, Mike Dunn, and Alan King. No, Lori, my girl. Lori, you know, I do a radio show with Lori every week on WNUR. I, I, I see it sometimes. Do you see it? Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. We, you know, we just bring in people and have them talk about their lives and have them spin live and, and really talk about the goods and the bads and the negatives and the positives. That's why I know you. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I knew it was so. I'm like, damn, she's so familiar. We'll go ahead. I I'm gonna stay off camera in that oh, show, though. Generally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, listen, folks. I'm sorry. I got to get ready to wrap you guys uh-huh. up. Thank you so very much. Uh, listen, I definitely want to have you guys back. Okay, and, we'll be back. So, thank you again. What's the website? www.southsidefilmfest.org southsidefilmfest.org get your tickets now all right so <laughs> with this event we got a, a, a few more seconds what are we saying uh, what's the date on this what are we we're going to start with a tribute to a thir- a tribute to house music the evening of friday september 27th evans place 130th in blue island we're going to have live singing film dj set everything friday september 27th taking it back 35 years to the very beginning of house music. Michelle Kennedy, we're back after this, folks. You're listening to Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation, on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 AM, WVON. Just like back in the day.
Jones, welcome back. Eight minutes after the hour, it's the Kendall Moore Show. Of course, my social media handle is at the Kendall D. Moore Show. Instagram is at the Kendall Moore Show. The number to connect, 312-374-8130. Happy Friday, everybody. I also want to take this time to welcome Hampton and Howard University. They are in the city of Chicago tomorrow. If you are not at the Classic, you are going to miss out. Everybody's already talking about it. It's the Chicago Football Classic. It's going down at Soldier Field tomorrow. It's a great, great lineup this year. It's going to be the Battle of the HU, Hampton University versus Howard University. Of course, it's all about black excellence. And it doesn't matter who you cheer for. Now, we are encouraging all of the community, come on out and support your youth by buying tickets or donating, and you can purchase in person at Midway Wholesales. You can do it at Rightway, Huggins Constructions, and cash is accepted at uh, five Provident Bank and Trust locations. You can also visit the ChicagoFootballClassic.com or.org. And make sure to use the special discount code WVONCFC. Again, that's WVONCFC. WVON will be in the building. Uh, talk to Matt. Matt said he's stopping by. So, you know, Matt and I, we're football heads here. I think, I'm not sure. I think Mays, I, I, you know what? I can't speak for other people. I just talked to Matt. So I don't want to say that. But I know WVON, we're one of the sponsors. So we will certainly be out there. We, we're hoping that you guys can join us. All right. In the meantime, folks, uh, you know, there's more news to talk about. A lot has happened in the city of Chicago this past week. A lot of things that, um, you know, deserve conversation. And tonight, we're going to do just that. I, I, I'm bringing back a really good uh, brother. Many of you know, Brother Will. How do I describe? How did Will? How did I describe you the last time, man? I don't. I don't. You don't. Re- you don't recall? Did no, I read I'm your man. curriculum vitae? I think you oh, sent me like oh. eight pages. You were no, like, I uh, didn't send you eight pages, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, my hello, Kendall. Hello, everyone out there in WVON land. My name is William Riley. Some of you know me. Maybe many of you know me. <laughs> many people uh, know you will. Yeah. You know. I, you know. But uh, I am a. Uh, I am a professional. I guess you could say I'm a professional campaigner, and I, I moonlight as a uh, as a corporate recruiter. <laughs> it's really the opposite, but I'm a corporate recruiter. But I moonlight as a professional campaigner. You can say it that way too. But you know, yeah. I uh, I like people. I meet people from all backgrounds, and you know, and uh, that's I guess that's why I'm here, right? No, that, Will, <laughs> you are here. You're back I'm by here. popular demand. I okay. really enjoyed the conversation that you and I had. And, uh, again, thank you, man, for making time. Uh, we got a lot to cover. We have a lot to cover. And uh, let's begin, folks, and please chime in on these conversations. You are certainly welcome to do so. Let's begin with um, Reverend Leon Finney, Jr., man. The news broke earlier uh, this week. I was one of the – you know what? One of my colleagues from uh, WGCI, uh, Jasper, Jasper hit me up. He was like, Kendall, you just posted something on your page. Is this true? I was like, yeah, it's true. He was like, you know, a couple of days later after he had uh, soaked in with everybody, he called me back. We were supposed to do lunch. And he said, you know, Kendall, you broke the story. Well, I didn't break the story. The Chicago Sun-Times and the Tribune, Fran and all of they did it. I just, I read a lot. So when I saw it come across, you know, 
maybe within the black community on social media, but nonetheless, let me get out of that. Leon, man, Fanny, I don't even know where to begin with this, though. Uh, and the reason for it, and let me let me unpackage this. Man, the brother, is, his background and his story is, is absolute, it's phenomenal, and it's incredible. The contributions from, you know, what he's did with the properties, the and not just with the properties and the investments, but the time he took with bringing people up. Mm-hmm. And helping people out and just contributing to society overall and comprehensively for him to be caught up and not even when I say caught up means to be that you are actively participating from the information that I'm receiving, the unofficial information that I'm receiving. He's been doing this for a long time and I don't understand why, man. Okay. Like real talk, Will. And, right. and I, yeah, I, let's not sugarcoat it. This is right. my show. All right? This I'm ain't not nobody. Sugarcoat this, it. No, this is Kendall's I, show. This is what I want to do. I want to ask the black community and the WVON family both to let's let's uh, let's not be quick to judge because you, you are very. That's I, what you do. That's I, what you do, no, man. No, no, but wait a minute. All right, go I, ahead. I do know Dr. Finney. I've worked with Dr. Finney. Had the opportunity to work with him some years ago, and then I will see him from here and there. Uh, I've been to his uh, his church and watched his organizations and the things that he does in the community. He has really helped a lot of yes, he has black people. You know he does. You know, and uh, the thing is, I wasn't going to be quick to judge because you know when when he says something that man, I'm 80 years old. You know, I'm thinking, well, who was doing his books? Who was doing his books? Because if he has all of this He was doing his own books, Will. Was he doing his own books? I mean, look, for you to get a grant, you know, it takes a lot for you to get grants. You you can hire grant writers. You've got to hire grant writers. But also when you're you're doing grants, uh, once you receive the money, you have to be accountable. You have to make whatever you are doing with it accountable. So if this is something that's been going on for years, who knows this and ignored it? And maybe it's something he didn't understand. You know, when we talk about pastors, I know many of us are upset with pastors. Uh, the thing and is, they have so. the right. And yep, we do have a right to be. But understand this: many of them don't have degrees in in, in business or finance or in accounting. And they so, have theology degrees, and they hire people. I will. You know, you do have some pastors that do have business degrees. But this is what I want to say to you, bro. Mm-hmm. And so, if many of them don't have that. Mm-hmm. They should not be doing that. You should hire people who can do that. You just said mm-hmm. many of them don't have the business degree. Well, damn it, if you ain't got no business degree, hire you somebody with an MBA. But I think don't, he did do that. I think he did do that. And I have to question, like I said, who exactly was doing his his books and, and everything. Because, you look, you always need a controller, right? You need an accountant, and then you need a controller. The controller makes sure it's like we have a controller downstate. We have Mendoza, and she makes sure that the money is going where it's supposed to go. That's a second person looking at the books. So the thing is, I'm wondering, who was that second or third person? I'm not going to be quick to judge him because, like I said, if he's not an accountant, he don't know. All right. So I'm not I'm not protecting him. I'm I'm not defending him. But what I'm I'm saying saying is, let's let's not be so quick to judge. Let's listen and see what comes out. Because when when the person tells you, "Man, I'm 80 years old," 
Uh, I, I think he's kind of saying that some people can't take advantage of me. All right, so here's the thing. Let me unwrap this for you guys, all right? Thank you very much for that commentary. 312-374-8130, that's the number to connect. Here's my version. I'm telling you that I'm 80 years old because I want immediate sympathy from you. Nigga, you could be Gandhi. You feel me? Like, Phil, you can be Gandhi and still, like, man, quit playing with me about that. I'm 80. <laughs> so what? You 80. What let, they got to do throw, with you? Let me throw the towel down, brother. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. Wait a no, 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 no. Because because it's going. It, it happens too often in our community, and we continuously give everybody a pass. I mean, let's go through. Let's just walk down the the, the idea wrong path mm-hmm. in the African American community. Let's walk down that path. Mm-hmm. From I don't know how many of them went. The, the latest one I could think of, I don't even want to say his name, but I'm going to say his name. Junior and 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 Santita. They just getting out off a of fresh bit. Before them, it was a few other people. Who know? The point being, and I don't, you know, but man, black people in these positions, and, and especially damn reverence, who get all of this money from these black people. Hell, you got to stand in line. If you got a, they got a hundred dollar line. They got a five hundred dollar check line. They now putting your, they're now putting your, who ties and who doesn't. When you walk through the church. The reason that I'm even bringing this up, it frustrates me because too many of us in the African-American, we put all of our faith in these people for them to let us down, and then they turn around and give us an excuse, and then we say, well, you are forgiven. We're the most forgiven people in the world. But let me get back to the point. I'm, ain't no shade towards him. There's no, I'm not, there's no shade towards him. The shade is towards our black leaders, man. We continuously, and they don't have to be public uh, public officials. Like people, pretty 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 pleased and understand this. Hear me and thank you. They do not have to be politicians. They damn well will certainly be. And there are three people who are in suits, right? Your your pimps, your preachers, and your pastors. And all three of them are in the business of making money, man. And get, let's not make any mistake about that. Now, to speak to who he is as an individual and as a person, again. Flying colors at the end of the day, though, when you play with them people, money will you tarnish and you you're subject to that legacy being tarnished. And then the rest of the community falls to the wayside because at the end of the day, what the feds are saying, what Lori Life with them, they done already said they they, they siphoning off uh, his buildings. Look, man, they said the man, the books, the book is a crook, the whole book. And if, if I'm. Will, if you are, if you the man, if you are the man of your corporation, of the Woodlawn Corporation, whatever you, LLC, throw any letters you want behind it, you get the point mm-hmm. that I'm at. But if you the man, if mm-hmm. I hired you, Fred, but I'm the man, you my accountant, I'm damn sure going to know what you're doing with my money because I'm going to be like Suge Knight in the movie, too. Look. Man, you you you, you know you what happened with that Fred, money? Though? Do you trust him? Yes, I okay, do. Okay, because that's the most important thing. So he, this is what I'm saying. I hear exactly. I understand what where you what what, you, what you're saying. But we don't know. Maybe it was somebody he trusted. <laughs> We're back we to this. don't See, know. Well, you can't. This, we back to See, this. You got to. But I'm just saying we have to. They're depending on you. But what man. I'm asking, what I'm asking us is, we oh, got to, we got God. to listen. Three one two three seven four eighty one thirty. We're talking about Reverend Leon Finney <laughs> Jr. Folks, I want to hear from you because me and Will, we gonna go back and forth <laughs> on this. 
Um, you know, and I'm not I'm not trying to defend him or anything, but, but like I are. said, I'm gonna give anybody a I'm gonna listen to you, man. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna listen to you, and then I'm gonna uh, do my fact checking and see, and then we'll decide from there. Right now, we don't know all the facts. We don't know. He probably had a person he relied on to tell him the truth. You know, uh, you know, if they come up with a, extravagant gifts or trips and stuff like that, well, well you know, you that have doesn't to think happen. about that. That man had buckets of money, uh, you know, in, in, in certain. But, how, you but he has to. You he has to see. Got, but you got buckets of money, man. You got buckets of money. Help me with that. That's unaccounted for. How do you have buckets of money laying around? How do they come in? They didn't. First of all, it was so bad that he didn't even have his due diligence in court. They were like, uh, uh-uh. uh. We coming to get all that right now. <laughs> so you he normally, had the money just sitting you, there. You, you normally, I mean, it's it, it's all over the place. Not not just right there, but it, in in all of his legal, uh, all of all of his legal proceedings, et cetera, what they have uh, reviewed up to date. Mm-hmm. Because it's still, don't forget, it. you know, pastors they quit to uh, go over to Africa and open up an orphanage and talking about you know the church need to send money over to African kids that don't nobody ever see in their life. It'd be people sitting right there in the church starving, can't even pay their damn light bill, but they want you to put money in the plate to to, to help take care of baby over in Africa that you ain't going to never see. Or they got a whole nother church going. The point is, the point again is, we give them passes all the time. And he's included in the them. And it makes it bad for us. Those who are coming behind the those, it, it makes it bad for us. It makes it bad for people to believe in us as a people. It makes it bad for the real community-based organization who really needs the grant, who really wants to do the work. Where there is smoke, there is fire. And if he's not guilty to the tilt, he has played some part in the what is going on over there. He has people who used to talk about him 10 years ago, man. I remember that. I used to, you know, be but, over there and there. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, but, but here's the thing. When you're getting grants like that, you have to have had some type of connections and, and, and have, you know, have helped certain people, public servants in the community that, make, that makes it so easy for you to ascertain those, right? So, you know, uh, election time, everybody comes around to the church. We, we, we know this. They go to that church. He's got one of the biggest churches on the south side over there in Bronzeville. And then you have the church down the street on 63rd and, and uh, Cottage Grove. That's a huge church as well. They killing, you making know? a killing. They, but, you they, know, they, they the clearing about they a, have a huge. They a have a huge. They bigger than Nino Brown. Go ahead. Th- but they have a. Clearing. Uh, That's they, what they, they clearing. They have a huge amount of membership there, man. And clearing you know, that. You come there in the wrong and, damn and you business, get to speak. <laughs> no, Become bro. a pastor, You man. good. You good. You know, and people get there to speak and, you know, yeah, you can you can get grants and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure they they give them special opportunities. But the thing is, you got to make sure that you're taking care of people. So, like I said, uh, I read it and I was I was I was discouraged, you know. But like I said, I'm not going to be quick to judge. Let me just let, let's see what happens. Let's see what falls out. I know we're upset with preachers. The sale know, includes, but not all preachers and, are bad. And they and they, they and some I, preachers I, are are really genuine. I believe you. And I'm listening to you. So listen, I'm just looking at this and, article. And just because a preacher got money don't mean that he's a bad person. Are you a preacher? No, sir. I'm not. No, I'm kidding. But listen, <laughs> let, me, let me read this. So, so they're selling off his property. The sale includes 15 properties, including the former headquarters 
of Finney's failed media venture, Urban Broadcast Media. Forty-one. I remember right uh, UBR. Yeah. I remember UBR. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was and, uh, and, still up. And, 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 no, <laughs> but but that goes back to what I am saying. So not attacking him as the person. Just the, the real. The really the real of it is is the real. But for those of us who were connected to him, those of those who are connected to him, mm-hmm. and for those future generations coming behind him, he done blew up. He done blew blew up the ship, man. No, I don't think so. I, I, I think so. I don't think so. I think this is just a learning. This is a learning uh, um, moment. He's eighty. You know, Shit, no, you but, should have learned that. But a I'm long saying, time I'm not. I'm saying not just not just for him, but for people. You know, for for, for people us? in the church, what? for the people in his community who he worked with. This is a, a, a teaching moment for them. You know, okay. So what can we do better that he didn't do or he wasn't able to do? You know. I think we got to look on the positive about it. It's not always about condemning. He did what he could do or he knew what he could do. Okay, how can we improve on it? Lori Life sent them boys over there and said, hey, let's, yeah. let's clean this up. Uh, as well she has well, well she, she should, should have. have. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. Have. You know, it's a changing of the guards. And yeah. you know, she sat a lot of them aldermen down. Like, and that's why I respect her so much. Big shout too. Saw her uh Wednesday night mm-hmm. over at the uh Wind Trust Arena. We were watching uh, my wife and I, we were and we took the kids. I saw that. We we watched the sky. We okay. we watched the sky, sky sky play. But back to Lori. Lori, you know, she even sent that message to all of the aldermen as well. Like, y'all gonna sit down. No, you will not have alderman privilege. I'm spanking you on your hand. Uh, you know, don't ask for nothing. You can't, you know, sell off your properties inside of your community and sell your liquor licenses. Like, she put she put a stop to that. So my question to you then, when it comes to her, do you think, you know, how she's conducting her business, and, and specifically as it relates to uh, Reverend Leon Finney, um, is she doing the right thing? She's doing what she's supposed to do. Okay. She's, if, if, you, if you see corruption... You're supposed to address it, and especially if everybody knows that there's corruption there. It's been proven she's doing what she's supposed to do. Uh, the last mayor would have did the same thing. Man, please, Rom got paid. But I'm saying, <laughs> it, it, but if it came out like that, he would have. He would have had it. He would have had it. You would have did it. I, do you do you think Lori? She's not a part of that whole process because you know it's always pay to play here in mm, the city of Chicago. What with Finney's process? No, no, I don't think uh, you know. Lori has mostly been a, an administrator. You know, she hasn't been a federal prosecutor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She hasn't been a politician. So what she's doing is she's learning the ropes now. She's learning the personalities and the political characteristics of all the players in the game. Whether you're alderman or state rep or a committeeman, she's learning their characteristics and she's hearing stuff back and forth from people. You know, she's pretty sure she knew Mm -hmm. some people, but she's never had to deal with them as far as making specific policies on a daily basis. So I think she's learning some things. All right. Well, the reason she's that I learned a lot. <laughs> and there's only been a hundred and she's something. learning when she opened up that book. <laughs> and she was like, oh, my God. Because that money had to go back. It's a CHA. That money got to go back and be yes. accounted for. And she's turning over every nook and cranny exactly. and looking through every, looking so down she's every what she's supposed alley. To do. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this story earlier this week, Will. Um, the 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 federal the prosecutor here the federal prosecutor now here in the city of Chicago the, the the federal investigator said that there are a lot of people who are about to who are currently under investigation 
A lot of people missed that. A lot of people missed that article. A lot of people missed that article. Mm-hmm. So I, I really, I think we're about to uh, see heads heads fly. Oh yeah, we are. I saw you smiling. I know you know something. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna ask you about. Yeah, somebody, boy. Hey, I Maze, got, Maze, you listening to me, Maze Jackson? You out there? <laughs> wink, wink. Hey, we know something. <laughs> but we ain't gonna Man, say that. I know, I know, I know. Look, I, I, I can kind of. You ain't gotta say nothing. I'm like, yeah, I think. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. That, that part, too. Let's take James. James, what's up, man? Welcome to the Kendall Moore Show. You know, the issue, you know, like he's, like the brother said, this is a learning curve. And a lot of times, like Rom, he, he puts one man up to get all the money. We in social justice, right? So my, my call is for all of us to get that 503C, okay, not-for-profit, and then now we can spread it out and get thousands of us to receive hundreds of thousand dollars, okay. That's mm. that's a secret, bro. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I met a. I, I, I had tickets right from the ON. I went up there. I met a sister. She got a five C three. She wanted to bring stuff to uh, Bahamas. I said I want to earn money for you. I told Cliff Kelly with American Heroes. I want to make. I want to help money for your for your five C three. So this is the answer. Instead of having one person that to give all the money to, well, that's what happens all the time. That we all can share in this in this wealth. There's a lot of money being spread around. So you're talking about a collaboration of people. You're talking about a collaboration of organizations working together. A collaboration organization, but everybody have their non for profit set up where they're going to get funded by these investors. They get their money back on taxes. You know what I mean? Everybody's set up. We need to spread the wealth. That's what I'm talking about. But I'm, I'm with you on that, James. I certainly appreciate that call. Listen, I got to take a break. We'll be back in just a second. But listen, I and I know we're going to wrap this egg up because, you know, we've talked about Leon Finney here at VON to the death, uh, like I said. But I wanted to bring it up to give people mm-hmm. an opportunity who uh, missed the opportunity to chime in on it. My takeaway and my summary, again, is uh, uh, too much power. When you have too much power, man, too much power corrupts. Uh, absolutely. Absolute. Power, power corrupts, corrupts. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. What about if you get ascertain it over a period of time, though? This man has been in the community for years. He's, it doesn't justify the behavior. It doesn't, and I agree with you. Woo-wee! Yeah, he said it. What? I thought you knew. Don't you dare touch that dial. It's Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Hey, welcome back, folks. Sorry about that little snap fool. All right, let's take another call uh, from, uh, let's take another call on this. Uh, we're going out to St. Louis. Uh, Brother Michael, how are you, sir? Good to, Good to hear from you. Yeah, good to hear your show, too, man. It sounds like you're doing really well, and I definitely support you, and also hello to your guests. First, I want to start off by saying I am a Christian. I have been for a long time, but I know that every man's got to work out his own salvation with fear and trembling. I don't know a lot about uh, Pastor uh, Penny, but I do know that there are some horrible preachers out here making millions of dollars from Creflo Dollar, yeah. Jakes. Yep. 
Some of them have legitimate business, but here's where I have the problem. There are so many poor people out here, and I'm not hearing anything from these churches. And I, unfortunately, back in my college days, was attending a church regularly, and I got a little low on funds, you know. And I had been with that church several years. I went and I said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm kind of struggling, you know, can I borrow 100 bucks, a lousy $100. And uh, I will pray for you, depart and be gone. That's the part that kills me about these churches, and that's why I'm for taxing the church, mm. especially when you got people like Creflo Dollar saying, I need another $65 million so I can buy a new jet. Yeah. That yeah. kind of stuff, I have, I have no respect for anyone like that. And I come from back in the day when these preachers didn't even go to a theology school. They just said they want to be a preacher. They got hooked up with a church, and next thing you know, they're up in the Boom, there it is. Yep. Some, of them, some of them know what they're talking about, but a lot of them are not even teaching the Bible. But what gets me the most is when they're making hundreds of thousands and even millions and millions of dollars. And there's, if you look up the top richest preachers, uh, at least three of them are black. One guy's from Africa. And I mean millions. I'm not just talking a few million. Oh, I know. I'm talking $100, 200 million. Oh. And, 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 and then the people in their congregation that's donating money don't have a pot to piss in and a window to throw out. Mm. And if they go ask for some money, they're not getting They're not going to get it. Tax the church. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Brother Michael, yeah, thank I'm you so very much. I certainly appreciate you. Uh, I, I appreciate that. And I know we're turning the page on this, Will, but, you know, mm-hmm. and, and Michael, he and he's a he's an older brother. You see what you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? And I'm not and I'm not attacking you. I want to be very no, clear I, about that. I know I'm but good, but I'm, I'm making I'm making the case for like brothers like myself who mm-hmm. like, man, I got respect for these cats. Mm-hmm. But when they when they when they do this, like they're they're any way you shake it out. They're taking money out of the mouths of the African, out of the black community. I don't care who does it. You you could be Jesus Christ if you're doing it. It's wrong. Wrong is wrong. I don't care who's doing it. We try to make a softer blow when there's somebody that we've worked with or, you know, no, who but we like. What I want to know is what is he doing? What has he done with the money? Because if it's missing, it's not accounted for. What is he doing with it? Has he not did anything with it? Is it sitting in the bank? If it's just sitting in the bank, you know what I mean? It's there. He's, it's, just, he's not doing what he's not putting it out there in the in the community. But, you know, that's what I want to know. Oh, you want to know where the money is. There. I want to know where it's going. That's why a comptroller, you know, you have the accountant and you had a comptroller. He was you know? his own accountant, though. If okay, I, if so I, if he should have had a number two or number yeah, you three gotta have you got to have a professional person your do books. it. And, and we, we as African-Americans, man, we, we right. do a horrible job. We open up these businesses and we right. don't hire the right personnel right. to be working and running our businesses. I mean, we just right. don't do it. And he may have been using that money to pay salaries. We don't know, you know. Like I said, that's a lot know, of that's a lot of money. Yeah, man. but you know, it, you you determine how much you want to pay somebody. Do I have so a? Can I missing. play a violin when Will is I'll talking? I'll let you know. Can bro. I play hey, a violin? When I, this know man a is talking, man. I know a little something about that. I know a little something about that. That's what I'm saying. Robin so is still. That's can why I, I want to. Before the, I judge, I want to see everything, and then I say, then, then then when it comes down to it, and it says, well, he did that. He spent it on that. I'm like, well, you did it. I'm gonna tell you. And then I'm sitting like this, like you did it. I'm gonna sip my tea. Hey, Will, you so know you what? If I ever do anything. What you want me to do? If I ever do, I hope. Call you, me, bro. I hope you on a jury is what I'm hoping. If I ever pull any caper, I would hope that you one of the guys sitting on the jury. That's why you get so I'm much. I'm going to listen to you, man, but I'm going <laughs> to listen to you. I'm going to listen to your story, and it's either going to sound right or it's either going to sound wrong. It's going to sound and wrong. And I'm going to tell you if it sounds wrong. All right. Sounds sounds like a plan. All right, man, listen. So we're, here, here it is. Let's turn the page on that. Hey, it, it, we, uh, it, so it remains to be seen. So it, it's going to happen. Um, 
the the things that are happening out in I don't know I think I'm gonna save the, the this next uh, topic for um you know for the next break so you know what hey Jared let me do this Jared let me do this let me hey folks I'm gonna take a quick break I got a few other people who's gonna join on this lit roundtable we're gonna extend it today and uh, we're gonna start that so uh, let's take a quick break Will you're gonna hang around we certainly appreciate you being here folks don't touch the dial when we return listen three one two three seven four eighty one thirty that is the number to connect. I want you guys to uh, chime in, uh, and I certainly will get to the calls tonight. Folks have been uh, hitting me on Facebook saying I don't take my phone calls. I do take my phone calls. I will be taking my calls tonight, I promise you guys. Uh, we'll have a couple other people joining us on the Lit Roundtable, and uh, we'll be back in a moment. Kendall Moore on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. I know you heard me on radio. But you still don't pay me no attention. Listening to what your girlfriend's mentioned. He's a slut. All right, folks, welcome back. 53 minutes after the hour. Of course, it's the Kendall Moore Show every Friday night, 6 to 9. We're streaming live at WVON.com. Hit the social media page at the Kendall D. Moore Show. Also, the Instagram page at the Kendall Moore Show. Want to make sure, guys, that you are out tomorrow. The Chicago Football Classic. It's happening at Soldier Field. We've been talking about it all month here at WVON. Uh, Again, tomorrow, make sure that you are out there. Hampton University versus Howard University. We want to celebrate black excellence. It is going down. Listen, you still can get tickets. Uh, You can go to WVONCFC. Again, that's WVONCFC. You can also, what else you can do? You can uh, purchase your tickets in person at Midway Wholesalers. Rightway Huggins Construction, and there is only a cash, uh, and only cash is accepted at all five Provident Bank and Trust locations. Um, I'm feeling all right tonight, so I'm wondering if I should give away a pair of tickets. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Will's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, we'll do that. I'll do that in the next hour. Well, as we get ready to wrap up, man, um, just want to say thank you. to The, the Lit Roundtable is coming up, folks. Got two uh, outstanding, dynamic uh, persons who will be joining us. We have a, a bunch of things to talk about that have taken place this past week in the news, been trending, et cetera. Um, so make sure that you stick around for that. Will, the thing that I was holding until we got back from the break, and I guess we'll, 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 we'll start off with this during the next segment, is um, – Antonio Brown mm-hmm. and him being accused uh, of sexual misconduct by a person um, that he was formerly involved with. Uh, I know it's a very uh, touch, touchy subject for some, but I, I, I wanted to bring that up because we'll also be discussing tonight now, you know, this new thing about paying the athletes uh, to, 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 you know, to, to play. Uh, among other things. But, yeah, the Antonio Brown situation, a lot of guys on social media uh, had a lot to say about that. And I think that men now are really, I don't know, I don't know if they've drawn a a line in the sand, but, you know, they're saying the young lady with the allegations who put a civil lawsuit in against him, so she, you know, she hasn't even, you know, tried to get him locked up. She just wants money from the guy. You know, 
just you know we're living in interesting times, man. And and I don't know what, what's your thoughts on that. If I can, if I can get you to comment on okay, that. Okay, so from what I understand, she is was his trainer. Yeah, she was you okay, know. Okay, and then she turned into his uh, his side piece. Right. So I mean, that's kind of suspicious right there. I'm not saying that he could not have sexually assaulted her, but I mean, let's look at it from that angle. Is she angry at him? Is it something that he did? He decide he didn't want to continue the relationship anymore, and mm. then something else occurred, you know, within her. Because it just it's just odd to me, man. Because they're on Instagram, all these pictures together, she dancing, and don't get me wrong, ladies, please don't get me wrong. But I'm just, you know, you you cannot help if you're just a logical person. You're looking at that and wondering, wait, wait a minute, what's going on? Now you know the man's married. And yet you are having an affair with him, you know, and, and that happens sometimes. Men break stuff off. And, and, and then people get upset and women get upset, get upset and then they're very vindictive. And then, But so so the other part yeah. of it, because it's a larger conversation. And again, we're going to carry it over. That's why you get a we man do. trainer, though, if you're, the, you're an athlete. Oh, my God. God. I know it's misogynist, right? But you, if you're trying to protect your butt, you get a man trainer or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But are we in a society nowadays that men and women cannot coexist without one being accused of the next thing? Like, is it have we reached that point? You know, I was I was watching um, what's that uh, David Chappelle's uh, special on Netflix the other day. That was my first time seeing it, the latest one. And, you know, he was making some very valid points. He was like, you know, it's incredibly difficult to be famous these days. Especially since you have money, it's real easy for a person to say that you did something to them. And immediately, immediately, you now, you lose credibility just off of a person opening their mouth and saying something. You ain't even have to do nothing because you automatically are judged like, wait, he shouldn't have done that. Because too many emotions are involved with that process, right? Mm -hmm. So immediately, he, you're damaged. Whether you did it or not, you now got to get you a damn lawyer. Whether you did it or not, somebody done accused you of doing something, and that can never be taken back. And it's just too easily done these days for vindictive reasons, for selfish, you know, greedy reasons. And so now we're talking about Antonio Brown. This woman, she had all the time in the world, all the time in the world while he was at Pittsburgh. She had all the time in the world, even when he was acting up over at the Raiders. But now, all of a sudden, now that he's, at, you know, at the Patriots, like, what was the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back for her that she finally said, you know what, well, I'm a, because, I, hell, I done played football before. I know how it go. And I've been with vindictive women before in my life, too. When I, you know, like, I don't want to deal with you no more. Well, I'm going to do this, so go ahead and do it. But I don't mm-hmm. care. That's not going to make me feel any different about you. Mm-hmm. But, again, so what was the straw that broke the camel's back with his situation that made her do that? I mean, it, and, you know, football players all along. Uh, I forget the brother from the Tennessee Titans, uh, McNair. You know, mm-hmm. McNair. Yeah. You know, his his. You know, he ended up killing himself, but his girl ended up killing herself. Like, you know, it's just – all of that, man. All yeah. of that. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk about it. i got to take a break. We're going to uh, bring the ladies into the conversation. The Lit Roundtable is about to begin. It's Friday night, so you know it's trending. I'm Kendall. You're listening to Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation, on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 AM, WVON. 
suicide day. Kindle war. This night cap, we right back. It's in our way. My impact so crucial, so great. We all play a part. We all got something to say. Time to have more time day. Kindle war. This cap, we right back. It's in our ways. Our impact so crucial, so great. We all play a part. We all got something to say. Same song, same one, different day. We always triumph in the world full of hate. Bygones be bygones, can't focus yesterday. Had more to today, had more to today. Same song, same one, different day. We always triumph in the world full of hate. Bygones be bygones, can't focus yesterday. Had more to today, had more to today. Time to have more time day. Can the world ain't cap, we fight back, it's in our way. We do this every Friday, 6 until 9. We stream live at www.von.com. Man, all right. The uh, the, the lit roundtable is about to begin. And actually tonight, it should have been a double lit roundtable, but we had Brother Will in doing his thing. Man, Will, I always appreciate you, man. Uh, just so much to share. Sometimes Friday nights, man, you know, it's too much for people. I, I try to get people from their work weeks to their weekends. And uh, talking about Leon on a Friday night, you know, a lot of folks are already uh, willing, reeling, like, oh, man, don't talk about Leon. Because so many people are intrinsic, intrinsically involved with a lot of stuff that's going on. And a lot of people are going to go down. A lot of people are going to be hurt. And he's just a, he's just the beginning. Well, and, Leon is one of the people we really do care about. I'm a, I, I understand we're upset. But, you know, like I said, let's not throw him away. This man has done a lot of work in the black community. You know he's one of our pillars. He's he's got a, a really important church. Let's let's not do that. Yeah, you know, I've worked with the Reverend. He's a good person. All right. Well, we'll leave it right there and then let people make their own decisions on that. In the meantime, we get the lit roundtable started. So let me begin uh, at my right, their left. Um, you know what? I'm gonna do something different today. Let me let them introduce themselves so I don't have so much mic time. Let, let's begin with you. All right. Well, my name is Addie. Um, Adiola, actually, Pollard. Um, I am actually the founder of AP Transparent, which is a, a blog, um, a community, safe space for you to come and unmask. I love yeah. it. I love it. All right. Turning the page. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Rashana Scott. Um, I always got to say born and raised on the south side of Chicago. Why is that? Because when I meet people from all over the all over the country, really, um, when I'm traveling a lot, you know, the south side of Chicago has this negative connotation, and I want to let people know that the south side of Chicago is a lot more than what you see on the news. Um, but anyway, from the south side of Chicago, and uh, I'm a licensed realtor and a real estate investor. Um, here in Chicago. All right. Well, ladies, welcome to tonight's program. I am, 
when you if you listen to my program and you guys are familiar with who I am, you guys know that I am one of, one of my favorite parts of my show is the lit roundtable. So welcome to tonight. Now listen, prior to us going to break, uh, we brought up a conversation about um, Antonio. And I wanted to make sure that you ladies got in uh, on this conversation. Um, so Antonio Brown has been accused of sexual, uh, uh, you know, inappropriateness. And you were here and you heard some of the comments that were made. So I just want to immediately uh, get to you. Let's start with you, uh, Addie. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? So unfortunately, the world that we live in right now is so common. And... Uh, Personally, I don't like to have my own personal opinion when it comes to certain things. However, um, I think both on both parties. What do you mean? It's blame. So first, so both men and women. Both men and women. You know, um, as a man, if you're married, you you know the boundaries. Well, he was married. We got that right. And I didn't even know he was married, right? But even at the as the woman, you were his side piece for so long. Where did you think it was going to go? I agree with you. You know, it took for her to wait. All this time, now you want to come to the forefront. Yeah. So at this point, where's your credibility with that? Mm. And that do you get attacked? Do women get attacked when, when, when women, I don't want to say tell the truth, but when women go outside of supporting their fellow female, you know, and questioning what the charge is? Do women get attacked for that? Like, why are you supporting him? You know, like that yeah. type mm -hmm. of. Yeah. Does Always. That, does that happen? Always. Yeah. Yeah, Always. absolutely. There's like an unwritten girl code that, you know, we got to stick together. But I think the truth is the truth. So, yeah, I agree. You know. So, so, but how do, you, how do you say that, though? Like, how do you say, like, she has come out and made the statement and, you know, there's so many holes in the story, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to sound like I'm defending someone who's guilty. Like, it's, it's, it's hard for men to... For some men, some men don't care. They're like, you know what? That's just another one of them uh, mm -hmm. blaming us for something, you know, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But for mm -hmm. some men, especially in the public eye, mm -hmm. I have to be very calculated with the words that I use when I am trying to give a different uh, viewpoint on mm -hmm. how this is being perceived. But for women, again, you know, are you vilified? Or, what happens with that? I mean, just like Rashana said, it's a girl code, right? You don't go against the grain. But um, reality is, are you going to be a leader or are you going to follow the pack? Which right. one are you going to do? Am I going to continue to walk down this road knowing that it's not right? Or am I going to stand on my own and have my own personal opinion or my opinion on it opposed to following what the crowd is doing? Following what the crowd is doing is not necessarily always right. Mm -hmm. you know. But there's not enough women that would stand up and say, hey, you know, I don't agree with that. Mm, gotcha. Out here, opposed to having that backlash. You know, no one wants the backlash because no one wants to be in that position where they're not liked, hated, whatever the case may be. But but it's but it's true. Go ahead. Go but ahead. I, but I think we should also um, speak about why so many women don't come forward, right? So we we're talking about the the situation and the issue of the charges for sexual harassment. But then obviously that's why the whole Me Too movement was started because there were so many women who were afraid to come forward. I mean, literally just yesterday mm -hmm. I had a conversation with someone who um, unfortunately went through a horrible situation um, ended up putting the guy on blast and n now other women were coming forward but unfortunately like 
he, nothing happened to him and like you know the DA they didn't press charges and just all types of craziness mm-hmm. um so i think it's it's hard because it's it's like you know we can say well why why did you take so long right but we never we'll never really know we'll never really know what happened we'll never really know what was the extent of their real relationship like there's always two sides to a story and then there's the truth Right. Which is so, true. Which is three sides, right? Right, right. Come on, So, so yeah, there's three sides. But you know, she said it occurred on three different occasions, right? Three different times. So, I mean, maybe after one, maybe after two, you go and you say, "Hey, well, listen, this is a problem." But three times. But at what point are we going to continue the relationship? At what point are we going to continue sleeping with him or whatever the mm. case may be? When do you stop? So that's where, uh, you know, it, it kind of gets great for me. It's really rough to, to follow that because, okay, he did it the first time. You're going to continue. I don't care if you're his trainer or not. If I'm in a position mm-hmm. where I come in here with you and I feel uncomfortable and you've done something to me, do you think I'm going to come back tomorrow? Mm-hmm. No, 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 absolutely figure. not. You I see what expect- I'm saying? Right, right, right. So right. You're, you're but cut- if you do, then I'm like, well, she, you she are with, with it, it right? She, she with it. Yeah. Yeah. So at what point, you know, I was watching – what about if he paying your rent? <laughs> you figure out how you paying your own rent. See, that's that's a, that's now, another problem. What about no, if he paying no, your rent? You, no, <laughs> no, no, no. But I agree you. with you. I agree with what you're but saying. See, that's what I'm saying. We don't know what's really going on. See, right? Because, like yeah. I said. All, all right, folks. Well, listen. We, we we're about to cut a break, cut away. Take a break real quick, folks. Don't touch the dial. Skin the Moore Show. You know what it is. Yeah. He's hot. He's mannish. But it gets no realer than him. Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Alright, folks, welcome back. 312-374-8130. That is the number to connect. The Lit Roundtable. Of course, we do this every Friday night from 8 until 9 p.m. Certainly want to say thank you again to my guests around this table, Will, Brother Will, Miss Addie, and Miss Roshana. All right, so uh, let's turn the page. I know I kind of cut us off and we had to get to where we needed to get to. Um, but here's something that I want to bring up, guys. Uh, Dalton, and all of you guys are from uh, Illinois. There's been a lot of violence happening out in the city of Dalton, Illinois. And I want to talk about that out loud over there. I, may, I, I put a post out earlier this week. The young lady uh, ended up getting shot. She was killed. Uh, this one in particular because, um, you know, what they're saying is she testified at her cousin's uh, trial on the person who killed her cousin, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. She's walking home, mm-hmm. minding her own business, and just walking home. And someone runs up, shoots her three times, and kills her. Mm-hmm. I, I, so let's open up that conversation. And we're talking Dalton, Illinois. Mm-hmm. The other part of it is, in the post, what I did post was, is it the Section 8 and um, the, uh, the projects that's uh, over in that area? What's the Ida B. Well, that's not Ida B. Wells. Uh-uh. What, what project is over there? I forget the name of that. In Dalton? No, no, no. It's close to Dalton. Yeah. It's right off of um, right off of the Bishop Ford. Oh, yeah. 
Argyle Gardens. Argyle Gardens. That's not. That's that's way. Yeah, that's 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 way, that's way east. Though. So that's way east. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. but okay. So you asked like, is it Section Eight? Is it welfare? First of all, it's a it's a it's not a. Um, man, so many different ways we can go, right? All right, but no, right, it, right, it's right. a it's a it's a mentality problem, right? Um, it is. It's a impoverished mindset problem because those who are out here uh, inflicting violence on others, like, they obviously don't live life from an abundance mindset. Like, they're in the state of mind where we got to take, right? We got to take, we got to take, we got to take. And for whatever reason, it don't make no it don't make no sense. What is it like? It's it's gang related. It's you know you run this block, I run like it's just it's it's sickening. It's sickening, and it's I, it's and it's senseless. But in Dalton, but Illinois, like Dalton the, used to be think, one of the Beverly Hills yeah. of yeah. the South suburbs, so, but now all of this mass uh, violations are happening. So, so I think a lot of it has to do also with the projects being knocked, you know, knocked, knocked down. down, right? Yeah. So and now, misplacement and gentrification, exactly. et cetera, So now, et cetera. now people are kind of coming south. You have a lot, a lot of times where these young men and women now, right, in that 18 to 24 area, you had a lot of parents that were trying to move their kids to better schooling. So they come south. They come to the Burbs, right? Gotcha, because gotcha. the Burbs was... You know, granted, mm-hmm. I was not born and raised in the city. I was not a city. You know, I'm a, I'm a suburbanite. Okay. But then you start seeing the difference, right? Uh, this, unfortunately, the generation and the, the age group that we're talking, that we're discussing right now, the value of life is absolutely not there. Right. They don't value life. Right. I remember... Do you and think I'm, it's the generation, or is it that, like? Because I'm thinking, because well, it's or the generation that came before them. It's something, right? You know, I mean, parents. I, I feel like the parents are not the same type of parents that we were raised in. I'm going to be 41 in November, and trust and believe there was not a fact. You look sh- all of 22. Nah. <laughs> Black don't crack. I get it. Go it ahead. No, <laughs> but um, I can tell you, my three children. My kids are 21. She just turned 22, 19, and 18. I need to know where you're at. Streetlights come on. When I was growing up, mm-hmm. you were either at your in front of the house on that driveway or in the house. Now you have where I'm listening on a radio where they're saying, do you know where your kids are at 10, 11 o'clock at night? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous to me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think the parenting has something to do with that as well. But the value of life, I mean, I can see, like, I look at my kids on their um, social media platforms and I look at it and they're like, oh, I made it to 25. And I'm happy I made it to 20. And I'm like, mm. who celebrates That's crazy. just to 25? No, no, no. no. That, that, that is absolutely, it's crazy. Yeah. So Wait, that, uh, pull up. That mic, is, uh, that, that mic caught right there, too. But, um, like, but it's Dalton, Illinois. I don't, because, you know, kids are crazy all over the place. And Chicago is, is hot. But Dalton, Illinois, that's what I want to reinforce to people. There are people literally who live, you go to the south suburbs, some people do and some people don't. But you want to live in the south suburbs because you don't want to deal with the city life. You don't want to deal with the shootings. You don't want to deal with the, the killings. You don't want to deal with the police and, and the gangs. Dalton used to be a safe haven. And now they're asking for the FBI to come into Dalton, Illinois. Like, Dalton doesn't need, they don't even have enough police. I mean, they don't even have the capacity, though, at the, you know, at the, 
their police force. They they're trying to find more. They're trying to get the allowance to hire more police officers to come there. Yeah, how do you break it? Violence and ignorance has like no boundaries. But the boundary again is Dalton. So it's it's like if this was happening at Homewood Flossmore, I would like I would probably fall out. Like, wait a minute. What is happening here? Sure. I don't think that everybody. I'm hoping that y'all. But I get think there. the demographic, though, in Dalton is what? What would you say the demographic is? I think the demographic absolutely has changed. Okay, uh, right. I, think, I know that the mayor is uh, African American now. The, the police chief, chief is. now is, is African American. Mm-hmm. And I was speaking. Big shout to uh, brother John Johnson. Uh, he's a law enforcement agent person who works out there in the area. I was talking to him earlier today. You bring up a very good point. Mm-hmm. He, he, you know what he told, he, being real talk, you know what he said to me, he said, Kendall, when you see the mayor turn black mm. and the police chief turn black and 60 to 70 percent of the police force are African-American, he said, that town is headed for trouble. Mm. I, and he's, mm. a, he's, a, he's a police officer, <laughs> you guys. And I, I said, why? He said, I hate to say it. But they, are, police officers and those who run that town are involved with the same people who they are locking up. And mm-hmm. so it becomes just that. Mm-hmm. You see the people in Orland Park. Hold on. Let me finish this thought. When you're in Orland Park, when you are in Oak Forest, when you are in Homewood Flossmore, when you are in these predominantly uh, white, predominantly white, police officers and board of trustee people, you don't get that crime. Hmm. You just don't get it. And I think that that's a bigger, that's, that really is, ladies, gentlemen, uh, it's a bigger It's a bigger question to me. Is it the people of the municipality that's overseeing the area once they get into power? Like, because that would speak volumes to me, man. I don't think it's necessarily uh, anything to do with those individuals who are in position, it has everything to do with the way those individuals are perceived by their own people. Hmm. Meaning that, 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 meaning that us as black folks, why we grew up our whole lives. Our doctors are Caucasian. You get stopped by a police, he Caucasian. You need a lawyer, he or she's Caucasian. Uh, so then you you get into a suburban community like Riverdale, Dalton, South Holland, still on the edge right now. They they like they uh, edge from what Dalton got going on. However, when black folks see black folks in position, we just don't give them the same respect, respect that we would yep. give those who and that's are Caucasian. That really, you know what I mean, Leon Finney. So, here we go. I so just here said it the same is. Thing. Right, right. Here it is in Dalton. Of course, we know the projects got torn down 15, almost 20 years ago now. And here it is, the residue of that is now becoming, it's coming to surface. You get what I'm saying? So now these kids that was two, three years old when the buildings got knocked down, (laughs) some of these kids wasn't even born yet. Because we got to remember, who's these kids that's perpetuating the crime? It's kids. It's kids. It's not grown folks. You're right. These are some of the kids who never lived in the in the in the wells, never never seen the greens, but their families is from right, there. Right, right, right. So they true. got project in them, but they not from the projects. Right. And here it is, you out here in Dalton, and you and your homies and 
you looking at the community. Oh, we know Sibley and we know Greenwood and Cottage Grove like the back of our hands. We can move faster than the police. We know it's only 10 police cars out here in Dalton. We know it's only about 20 people on uh, duty at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know you ain't circling the block like that. Huh. We don't fear uh, pulling down right here off Dalton East and blaming at the Moonlight Liquor Store because we know that ain't nobody patrolling this area like that. And we could do that hit and we could hop right back on the Bishop Ford and shoot to the city for a minute, lead a burner car right here, hop back in the whip <laughs> and shoot back out the dog and it's over with. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I mean, did, it's really the residue of, you know, and, and we all come from street or got street in our blood or, or, or whatnot. But it's, the, it's, it's children who... They going to claim the projects till they die, and they never yeah. lived in the projects. And there. these are the kids who are perpetuating the crime right now. Out there? Yeah, yeah. So, well, what so you got? let me first say the shout-out to uh, Mayor Riley H. Rogers. I have did some work with him. Uh, Man, you know everybody. And now you're about to. And now you did some work with World Business Chicago, and we did a hiring event out there, and he was really uh, gracious and cooperative. And we hired people for his uh, Ardot Glass Factory that is out there. So shout out to Mayor Rogers. I know he has a challenge on his hands. You know, when y'all talk about this, I remember a conversation I had many years ago with a gentleman who used to work in the Daily Administration, and that's when the projects were first torn down. Mm -hmm. And some of this violence really stems from that. You know, first of all, you know, the projects were... Uh, part of an experiment because when you call something the pro- a project it's an experiment it was called the alpha beta rat experiment where they put rats on top of each other mm. to see how they would react to each other as they were cased in together um, what this person who worked for the Daily administration some years ago told me the reason why they had to tear down those projects was it was so many dysfunctional things in there going mm. on everybody in that project knew each other it was just a really bad. They were related to each other. It was, and it was bad. It was just a really bad situation. I can only imagine. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, yeah, yeah. they tore them down. They gave them oh. options to go other places. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And of course, this is around the nineties, mm-hmm. and that's when you know uh, people who had been kind of. And I'm not trying to compare my people to rats or nothing. No, I, no, no. I didn't get that. The, the analogy that you're making, that though. No, 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 no. Absolutely. From. Now you put them out in the neighborhoods, and it, it's like. This is where a lot of that stems from. So they went out to, they went out to, uh, they went to the south side, the west side. They went out to Maywood. They went out to Dalton uh, suburbs that were closer to the edge. And I'm not saying this generation is out here now, but we're looking at a generation from a generation, from a generation. And it's, it just doesn't stem from that. But it's economics too. That plays a lot into it, man. We talked about this last time. That plays a lot into it. When you marginalize people, you stop them from getting jobs and opportunities, you're going to create chaos. You know how you break up a group of people? Mm-hmm. It's five steps to breaking up a group of people. Mm-hmm. I study politics. Let me give it to you real. Mm-hmm. You friend them, and then you uh, once you friend them, then you, uh, uh, you conquer them. Because you friended them, you've learned from the inside what you can do to conquer them then you enslave them you give them something and I'm not just saying this but you give them something that they can't break away from that they obligated to you for once you enslave them then you begin to uh, uh, assimilate them they have to think the way you think now okay you want them to think the way they think and as soon as they think the way you think you integrate them now they're safe okay I don't know exactly where we're at as African Americans in this process but it's a lot of that going on, 
And, you know, I think about that every day. Trust me, I'm a watcher. You know what? And everything that you just just described sounds like Christianity. Yeah, I am a watcher. Cut it. (laughs) Kendall Moore will be right back on The Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. How did you want it? Big shout out to my man, Tupac, of course. I'm rocking the shirt today. Uh, mad love to him, man. Let's uh, recognize my man. So, so the South Suburbs, uh, they're not safe anymore. It, you know, they're, not, they're becoming even less safe. Let me say that. Dalton is under attack right now. Yeah. They have ordered the federal, they, you know, they've asked for federal uh, guardship to come in to Dalton. When, when, when we did that for Chicago, people almost lost their minds. Fred, you said something very deep before when we went to break now. Can you please reiterate that? I was just saying uh, while we were at the commercial break that uh, I think this is the perfect time for our south suburbs, the, the school districts out that way, to try to adapt some of the uh, initiatives that have been put in place for our Chicago area, you know, in the inner city, because... If this crime is showing itself in Dalton right now, if and, and what we got to understand is just because people live in Dalton don't mean that they family don't ain't still mm-hmm. on 79th Street. On. Ain't, on. Street. Right, 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 ain't on 55th. Right, it's only right. one you know or two I mean? of them who got the crib. One uncle who got the crib. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> out there. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, uh, habits, habitualness uh, is, is, is in people and it will present itself. I think this is the perfect time for more commerce, more after-school programming, more uh, trainings to be made right. available. I know the mayor of Dalton uh, had done a lot of work to uh, try to help young people get jobs. He had cut the. He even cut uh, weed tests, urine, urine mm. tests, for because he know young people out here blowing back the weed. And that's right, what's right, happening. Right. Why would we keep you from getting a job at your local Walgreens because you smoke a little blunt every now and then, shorty? So I think this is the perfect time for some things to be put in place. Um, I think this is a perfect time for the police enforcement to be put in place more, more uh, proactive interaction between police police force, because at the end of the day, we're talking about young children, young adults, adolescents, who are easily influenced mm-hmm. and trying to perpetuate a lot of the negativity that they see their cousin Juju, Bebe, and Juju doing <laughs> Right in the neighborhoods, and, but, and in the they, city. but they from the South Suburbs, exactly. though, and so now, and they're they're trying to basically uh, emulate or yeah. you know, I get it, I get it. Uh, we got to turn the page. It's, it's, it's you un- know, it's unfortunate. Yeah, like I have a uh, rehab project in Cayman City, and I told Cal my, City is horrible. I right told now. my team, I was like, Cal don't, City don't even is go down Sibley. Don't even I, go down Sibley. Now Cal City is next to uh, that project. Yes, yeah, it was right on us. No, no, it's not that close. It's um, close enough. You, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah What's the, what? They both are skipping the jump, man. I mean, but okay, for me, I'm flipping the property and the home value, the numbers work. So, mm. I, you oh, no, know. For you. <laughs> you 
know the numbers work. But but um yeah, Argyle Gardens is Argyle. east of the expressway. And a, I'm sorry, I mean west. West of the expressway. On the expressway and boom, you right there. right there. Yeah, and it is, but you still do have a lot of home buyers and a lot of homeowners in that area. And then Dalton is I would say is more so like a rental grade area. And when you have individuals in a particular neighborhood that aren't buying for whatever reason, maybe you you know maybe they can't qualify to purchase a home. Maybe the taxes are too high because essentially, well, first of all, all the taxes in the south suburbs are high, but they are high because essentially they're supposed to have a better school system than the city. And then when this school system is not what people expect it to be, then you get a lot of kind of rollover renters in the area yeah yeah Yeah. and then you don't have the businesses either and Mm -hmm. i think we had we you know i had a show about that a couple of a couple of weeks ago you got to have the big boxes out there to Mm -hmm. absorb some of those taxes you do you you, look at matson look at madison (laughs) matson their taxes i mean it's upside down out there look at country club yep i mean those are places that they don't have those big box uh, we need a break with these ta- Why do you think Rahm Emanuel, why do you think, uh, and you're a realtor, so you, yeah. probably, you, I know you know better than I do, but at the at minimum, I do know if you don't have those big box retailers yeah. in those areas, every those homeowners are going to be hit. I'm currently searching for a home right now. I used to live at Home of Fly. I own a home, home of Flossmore. Said, you know what, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. So I start anyway. So now I'm re looking for a home mm-hmm. in Home of Flossmore and in Orland Park, uh, Oak Forest. The, the reason that I even bring it up is because if I look anywhere outside of those areas, Country Club Hills, if I look um, Chicago Heights, some areas of Chicago Heights, if I look you know, the taxes mm-hmm. in Country Club mm-hmm. Hill are more mm-hmm. than what my principal is. The taxes are mm-hmm. more than what my so no I'm not moving over there. Right. Not them big homes, right? Just sitting there, they're empty because yep. why in the hell am I paying? So I'm paying for your kid to go to school. Basically, is what <laughs> I'm doing. Yeah. I'm paying for everybody else to to live out here who's renting. Exactly. So anyway, that, that's a whole other thing. I need to turn the page because this is the lit roundtable. Mm-hmm. I want to bring this up, and I really I, I, here's the question. Kim Kardashian, I saw her, uh, I didn't see her personally. I was watching uh, The Tonight Show uh, with Fallon the other night. The next day I turned on the television, her bodysuits <laughs> had sold out. Like, she came out with a bodysuit that goes up under your a woman's clothes and contorts her body to look better than what it is. Uh-huh. So she got a bad body. Some women got bad bodies now. <laughs> you know. Some women come home, they take the bra off, and then boom, boom, the tatas are just right there. They just, you know what, <laughs> they could be something, pop, 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 right? But here's the thing. Kim, she's made now made a bodysuit that puts it all together. You put your stuff on. The women put their stuff on. Right. And then, as Martin would say, cacao, cacao, cacao. <laughs> I miss that Sold out. It's sold, the bodysuit is sold out. The reason I even bring it up again. Why do women have why one why do women do that and then number two are women catfishing men when they do that all right I want to yes I, <laughs> I, so ladies come on please help me with this so I, I, I'm gonna blame men mm, well, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna blame men well. and I'm gonna tell you why I say that right so mm. I haven't seen this uh, put it all together cat suit. 
It's I, out there. I, I, I haven't seen okay, it. Look it up. You Google know. it right now. Kim Kardashian's I mean, uh, uh, suit. Hey, Kim, if you're selling your suits out, hey, that's on <laughs> you. She you know. sold out. But, right. but I, I, I'm going to say I blame it on men because you have a lot of women where they look at themselves in the mirror and their husbands or boyfriends, brothers, uncles, even their fathers are gawking over women that have had so much work done. So it's our fault that we're looking at women that look beautiful. <laughs> have so much work done. So now women are on a, at a standard. So I'm going to tell you, one day I made a post on Facebook, right? Okay. And the post was about, so there was a big thing about women working out. You know. Yeah, let's talk about it, it, that. It, it, so, so wait. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so you might not want to hear this part, though. So, I, so it was like, oh, women working out and women should be keeping themselves together and look a certain type of way. You know, I married you. You were like a size two and a half, four. But now you're like an eight, ten, twelve, right? So my like rebuttal curves. was. I mean, I like curves. Well, when I married you, you had a six pack. Now you around here, damn that five, hmm. six months pregnant. So at <laughs> what point? So at what point are we? I mean, because if you gonna look at me and talk about me working out, so what? What do I say about you? So are you saying that men men should wear cat suits? No, men need to work out just like women need to work out. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the whole cat suit thing, I think a lot of women, the imaging of themselves, right? You know, this is what's being gawked over. This is where, what men are posting. But is it catfishing, though? I don't think like, it's catfishing. Like, when you finally, either. is it catfishing well, when you get her home and you get her out of the, and she, like, well, excuse me for one second, I'm going to run to the restroom. <laughs> but, Kendall, what about. But what about when men take But when they take that, how about this whole toupee thing? What about when men take their toupees off? It's not tit for tat. No, no. I'm just saying. I'm get you sucker. like, hold on. She took off the wig. She took off the arm. Took off the leg. You know. But 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 at what point? I mean, we got to hold both of each other on the same standards, though. But so so to a deeper to a deeper level and a deeper degree. When it comes to impressing men, like, is that where women are these days? To your yeah, point, though, it is that it's that critical that you got to put the suits on because it's not. It's not. It, it's, no. it is for some women. Well, that's yeah, yeah, I guess, but not in my world. I'm not in mine either. So, you know, it's well, a self-esteem thing. No, 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 yeah. no, I'm not saying if you're, we're right. talking about. So y'all not answering for all women. Right. I get it. But, no, but, but it's a self-esteem thing. I mean, this is just thank my you. Opinion that's too. that. Now, now, you, now you're talking. It's a self-esteem sister. thing it's because that, you're talking now. I've seen a post that says. But here's the thing: if you gonna if you want it, work for it. Period. Period. Like, why but what if you, is it what so if you hard? have like two children? You got two. That jobs. don't matter. That's not. I don't. Where do you have time to work out at? Listen. You got to do what you got to do. People make time for what they want to do. Am Period. I right That's or wrong? That's my quote. Though. I hate People my make quote. time for what to do what they want to do. But at the Period. Same, but at the same time, <laughs> the thing about it and is. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not. I, I'm By no means am I saying, like, it's going to be easy. But if everything came easy in this world, you know. But, we, but nobody would work for But it. you have a lot of women that have. And, I mean, in all honesty, right? So we talk about Kim and this. This Cat body suit, suit that, yeah. that that pulls everything. It's sold out. Shape. Like you can't even buy it no more. It's in back back order. I right. Need to but know what them suits look like. But at the end of the day, you have women that's out here, and I mean this is just real, you know, where they're going over to Dominican Republic, they're going to Miami, wherever, uh-huh. and they're like if you if I was to go to certain people's um search engines right you're searching how to perfect your body suck this out put this in nothing is wrong with it that's that's your imaging thing but at the end of the day we have to face reality the reality is 
there's some type of self-esteem issue going mm-hmm. on somewhere mm-hmm. other other. I mean, mm-hmm. though, and I'm going to be very transparent about it. Everybody's not going to admit to it. They're not. But as a woman for myself, you know, there are certain things I feel like I look at myself in the mirror like, man, I wish I didn't have stretch marks. But then the flip side about it is there's a woman out here who wish she had stretch marks that have birthed three children mm. to say, well, say I can that. have That's three facts. kids. Right. Facts. You know, facts. and then I look at myself like, man, I feel like I'm a little I'm too petite. Maybe I need to be thicker or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's women out here that's damn near killing themselves to go for get sure. the fat sucked out of different mm. places no, no, to be my size. You know what I mean? So so we have to really. Face the reality, stand in that mirror, and have that conversation yeah. with ourselves to say, "I'm beautiful the way I am." If Period. There's a person for. There's someone for everybody. So you may not like the way you look, and I can be transparent. I'm on Facebook Live. I'm on the air. I'm on everything. I've had those moments where, when I was married, where I looked in the mirror like, "Man, what? What is it about me that?" He probably thought that was out here. That's better. Mm. Maybe I'm too small. Maybe I'm too this. But then I had to come. To, if I didn't love me. I don't really give a damn what you do out there. Gotcha. That's on you. I'm going to love me, and I'm going to continue to love myself and love what I see in the mirror. And if I want to change it, like you said, I'll do some things to change it, but I'm not going to sacrifice my insanity for it at the same time. All right, so let me interject. Let me flip it. Let me flip it. All right, so Kim Suits, okay, Strange. She's making millions, and uh, women basically, gentlemen, I know you're listening to this conversation. Uh, women are catfishing us nowadays, so... <laughs> Make sure when you get them home <laughs> after the club, uh, make sure when you get them, say, you know what? Well, I would like to see you get undressed. In front of <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, who's your design? If she says Kim Kardashian, I'm going to go to make sure you ain't got no cat suit on. Jared, what you say? Look at who's your design. Let me see your Instagram. Jared, you follow Kim? around here, man. And this whole conversation is crazy. I got so much. <laughs> who's your designer? Okay. Um, All right. So, so what about what about the men? Who catfish? Because they make body shoots now for men. For sure, they you know, they, they, they squeeze it in. They got six. Well, they got six and four packs, <laughs> and they yeah. get home and then the belly flop out. No, okay, all right. So that's a whole nother conversation. I have seen those though. Yo, the guys in them. A cat tried to sell me one in the gym. <laughs> Not in the hey, gym. Man, look, look, look. He was, was like, hang it up. Room, he was bro. like, you could go I home. Ain't my scene. I was working. Yeah. I got a little gut. I've been working on my joint. I'm being transparent. That's okay. okay. I've been working on my joint. You know what I mean? He looked at me like, yo, you trying to tighten your abs up? I'm like, yeah, bro. I think he finna show me a couple workouts. Like, man, do the butterflies, do some joints. He like, yo, son. <laughs> 35. I'm like, 35? He had a whole little snatch band, bro. <laughs> Put it on me, had me sucked in, man. <laughs> I felt like two Twizzlers had wrapped around. <laughs> man, listen, man. Fellas is out here rocking them, man. Now, that's the difference between a sweatband and a corset, fellas. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you out here and you ain't wearing a sweatband uh-huh. and you hold trying to snatch your waist to lose four inches, man, shame on you, bruh, because you will be the same cat. I had to decline the, the band from the bro. I didn't purchase. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> let y'all know. Wait, let y'all know. Wait, I didn't stand up. We got to stand up. Stand up. No, no, I'm still under construction. Be cool. All right? We got that sweatband. Keeping it natural, man. Listen, listen. <laughs> Sit-ups, crunches. However, the fellas is out here copping them, man. So, ladies, you know, it, insecurities run in both male and female. It does. You know what I'm saying? And men will have a quick fix to get to it as well. Rather you saying, I want a four-pack or six-pack. Rather ladies saying, man, I want a big butt. Take all my fat out of my stomach. Shoot it in my booty. Yeah. Like, people, we are at extreme measures too. these days. You know what I'm saying? But 
at the end of the day, you got to love yours, man. You got to love what you have. You got to love how God made you. Yep. Don't put yourself at risk for some health issue. People losing their lives to malpractice. You know what I mean? Like absolutely, they going in like makeshift kitchens and getting yeah. a whole breast implant, bro. You so know I just mean? found out that that men are actually having these surgeries just like women for six packs in. So I say, wait, they do the same. They are. They're having these surgeries. Yeah. But what I'm going to say to women, right, that's out here right. with these stretch marks and you've had a child and or you had one or two or whatever and you don't look the same before, it's okay because you birthed a child. And if a man can stand there and birth a child and talk to me then. So you got to be, you got to love who you are, right? Yeah, you're going to get back to your size. You will. Your determination will get you there. But at the same time, you don't try to follow what the celebrities, because these celebrities have so much stuff on where you think they look good in that little dress. They snip, tuck, pulled in with the whole, like you said, a whole bodysuit, something Shut else, up. pulling it all hey, in. Women catfishing. You know, that, that's you know, the point. You're making my point. Yes, <laughs> women are catfishing. Hey, hey, yeah, clearly, me and I too. One more point men, I want to make, though, too. for our people, though, man, is we got to go through the process. Nobody yeah. want to fall in love with the process, man. Meaning you want to look like a million dollars, but you got a $5 diet. So it's a lot of chicks in my generation that want to be able to go to the club Thursday through Sunday, mm-hmm. pop a fifth, smoke blunts, and think that you're going to have a flat stomach and a fat booty at the end of the day. Ain't but you don't want to like eat salads, do crunches, and squats at the gym five times a week. You don't want to do that. We got to fall in love with the process. We got to love ourselves. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like, before you could love what you see in the mirror, you got to love what's within and fall in love with some type of process, man. The quick fix ain't going to get And it. let me say this, All too. Right. Get an accountability partner. Man. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah, that's good. Get an accountability partner because if you need help going to the gym, then, you know, listen, Call, call him up, because clearly he in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, right. Call him up, he in there. Words, in there, okay? All right, so we're breaking barriers uh, tonight. Listen, so we got, we got a couple more minutes. Listen, I want to just give you guys the opportunity um, to uh, just answer this, uh, this, this real quick. It's cuffing season right now, right? <laughs> it is. So uh, cuffing season, uh, who, who wants to explain what cuffing season is? All right, so (laughs) so it's real. It's about to get cold outside in Chicago, and that's the time when don't nobody want to go outside. The weather's gonna get nasty. It's gonna be wet. It's gonna be windy. It's gonna be just even tomorrow. Even tomorrow, it's gonna be nice and breezy out there at the football game. Go ahead. I mean, even tomorrow, even tomorrow, but really, when that weather turns. You don't want to go out the house. You just want to stay in the house. You just want to order a pizza. You want to watch a movie. You just want to be Netflix, Netflix and chill. It ain't even got to be Netflix. I don't care what it is. <laughs> it's chill. Say that. Just say chill. that. Say that. Say just that. chill. And you want to be in the house and you want to be booed up because it's too cold to go outside. Like, we all remember all of the blizzards we had, 2011, 20, you know, whatever, right? We was in the house three, four days. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. do women do the same thing that men do? Like men, the summertime it's like I, I'm, I'm about to break up with her because I'm you know I want to be out here and do my own thing. Do women? <laughs> <laughs> what it depends. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna No, I'm about to tell you the real. It depends on if the man is acting right. Because if he acting funny, that's when we be like, you know what? He tripping anyway. I'm about to go do me. Man, she gonna keep you if her birthday in the summer though. If she a Leo or something, man, she gonna be like, you know what? 
I'm gonna keep Sherrod around on this song. He better act right. I want that roof crib. We, no. So <laughs> we going to Jamaica. I mean, uh-huh. honestly, in, okay. So in the day and age we are right now, yeah. women and men kind of toe-to-toe with Basically. that. And I'm just being real. Say and, that. And, and, and I'm going to say, you know, and, and I'll probably lose a lot of women, female friends, so you can go ahead and, and unfollow me, and it's yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we probably leading the pack. And I'm gonna be very honest uh, about that. Not, we, not we equal. You got you ladies. Uh, no, I think pack. we lead in the pack. You know well. because um, I think women. And let me not speak for every age group. I can speak for around my age group. You know, you didn't been there, done that through the foolery, whatever the case may be. So you spot BS when you see it, mm. right? And it's coming. So you like, okay, I'm entertaining this for a few few weeks, month. What, what does entertain for a few? What does that entail? Hmm, go out to dinner. We can hang out. We can do this or whatever. Up. Uh, you do something wrong, you move on to the next one, right? It's just what you do. That person, in the beginning, you know that person wasn't going to last long, so you move on. So now it's coming. It's getting cold. So you're very selective on who you entertain it when it's cold. And I'm not saying this is me. I'm just speaking for everyone. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so, then you, you figure out who you can deal with. She's for. like, because they got a couple months. They might stay around. <laughs> I might want to keep you around for And if he months. looked at my dad like, I ain't talking to you. <laughs> but but then you, you find that person that you can have at Netflix and chill. Right. Not have to be outside. Because some people, you can only deal with them outdoors. True that. Then you get selective on who you can deal with indoors. And watch a movie. Got it. Got it. Will, you kind of quiet. <laughs> man. You're just shaking your head, hey, man. man. I'm just listening. I'm taking in all information. I'm getting ready for cover season 2019. <laughs> now, she, she did say something interesting that I uh, I, I kind of flinched. You said when you know that that, that person's not going to last too long or something like that. Now, what? What exactly do you mean by that? <laughs> you are going to be around too long? What you, do you mean by that? And, and I don't care who it is. People can sit up here and try to play that field and act like, oh, no, I didn't. I knew he was going to last for a long time. No, you knew he wasn't going to last okay. because there were certain red flags that you saw from the beginning. But, you, okay, maybe I'll try it and see. Maybe that's going to change. So then you go ahead and entertain it a little bit longer you to the point. Entertain it. Entertain it. Yeah, to that point where you're like, oh, yeah, this ain't going to change. I'm going to go So you entertain it for how many meals? Well, I, I, I don't <laughs> how many meals. But, okay. Well, I can't speak for everyone else. How many meals? <laughs> but let me I mean? say this, though. It also depends on, I think, where you are in your life, where you are in your circumstances. Because True. sometimes you might not. Look, if he ain't going to be around that long, then it's. Bye. On to the like, I like, like. No, this is around that long. But but (laughs) no, that's the reality of what you bump into as a single woman. And it's a matter of where you are in your process. Because some women can get so fed up to where you like, listen, like you on BS. So I don't like. I'm better off without you, pretty Mm -hmm. much. I'm better off without the headache. I'm better off without the heart, the heartache, or whatever it is, whatever stress and anxiety, whatever it is that you causing me, you know, I'm better off without it. So I think it depends on, and then you got some women just like men who gonna keep you around for exactly what you're good for. Yeah. So that might be a yeah. conversation. And what, that might you know, be that's a, a meal. Great conversation. That that's might true. be, uh, you know what I'm saying? If you got good conversation, or you, you know, you may, maybe you like to go to fancy restaurants. Or you go. make love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come yeah. on, come yeah. on, come on. Either you, either you can, you know, get down on it. This always, I'm not like that. This is, this is, I'm just saying. This always happens when we get the round table. Going. It, it, it. You know, it's always time <laughs> to, to get ready to wrap up. 
You know, I, ha- I did have a final question, but I don't have time to do that this evening. But I do want to take the time to say thank you to all of my guests here this evening. I certainly uh, appreciate you, uh, ladies, gentlemen. Thank you so very much. Appreciate you, brother Jared. Look at Jared. He's <laughs> 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 like another one of them shows. Another one of them shows. Uh, I want to remind everybody to get out to the uh, Chicago uh, football stadium tomorrow. Uh, get out there. Let's support our black excellence and black education. Hope to see you guys out there tomorrow. Uh, I want to thank, of course, Miss um, Rachel. Rachel's in the building this evening. Always a Been showing out as of late. Uh, certainly appreciate that. Folks, make sure uh, next week that uh, you tune back in. We'll have another uh, dynamic roundtable. Man, excuse me. <clears throat> in, in addition to that, um, another fantastic show. What's Generation Radio with Kendall Moore, WVON, AM 1690. Let's talk about it. Come on. New Generation. Kendall Moore Talk Radio, WVON, AM 1690. Streaming live from the web, WVON.com. Let's talk about it. What's up?